0: Action.
1: Welcome to Coffee and Tequila. I am your host, Alistair Patton-Garcia. And I'm Zachary Patton-Garcia. This episode of Coffee and Tequila is also kindly being sponsored by Helix Sleep, and we will tell you a little bit more about them during the break. And why are you presenting like it's a damn PowerPoint presentation? Because I, I'm not going to start it out like, <laughs> like a weirdo, like not saying
0: anything or something. No. But um, I just d-
1: start off staring at each other or staring at the camera.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Or a complete silence for our <laughs> listeners,
1: <laughs> and then we go into the complete silence. <laughs> okay. No, but um, we'll go into the. He wanted to be like the main presenter for this, the main like opener, but now you go all quiet.
0: This is well, We're now. This is our official season two, and for those who don't know us, we are husbands. Are we husbands? Did we get married? Well, that's what happens yeah. when you start a podcast together. You get married. Yeah. and you, it,
1: it, two, two guys who spend too much time doing a podcast together. It's all, yeah. you're automatically married. So.
0: We shook hands for a
1: tad bit too long, and that's what happens. It's the gay agenda. It was just the, the gay agenda. It done got us. <laughs> the gay um, agenda. But yeah, this is Coffee and Tequila season two. We did have season one over on the AZB Bonus Features channel. So season two, this is like a, like a season two premiere light. Like a soft launch. It's a soft launch, guys. Um, Soft, soft, soft court. Um, And so this is going to be over here on the AZB main channel. Just kind of give you guys a little bit of taste what it's going to be like. And then starting March 28th over on the bonus features channel, we're going to be doing every Monday and Friday. Uh, coffee and tequila episode. And so like throughout season one, it was kind of a trial. So we were like trying to figure out what we wanted from this and what we wanted it to be like. We were covering a lot of pop culture stuff and we were kind of butting heads a lot on like what we wanted this to look like. Like
0: pop culture media. Like I wanted to cover a lot more uh, films and movies and stuff, and you wanted to com- cover a lot more pop culture stuff, and so we really just kind of like storytelling
1: and storytelling. Yeah. Well, we we narrowed it down to storytelling, both fictional and nonfiction. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I think that's what we want to. I think that's where we kind of ended up now. Is that. The concept of coffee and tequila is now going to be, you check in with us in the morning, you have your coffee, you can catch up with some current events, what we've been watching, um, things going on in the world, just like a general overview talk. And then you pause it, you come back later in the evening and you sip a little bit of tequila with us and, uh, or whatever your drink of choice is. And, and we have a topic that we're going to go through. We're going to do some storytelling, you know, Um, I, I'm really excited to cover the, to cover Anna Anderson, the, the. Anastasia imposter, you know. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We have like a to- a, a list of topics that we're gonna cover yeah. and stuff that we're really excited to talk I about. We're talking about Sybil. I've been super interested in that. As of late, he better not jump on that damn door. Um <laughs> We're actually no, I mean this is not gonna be the permanent setup either. We're at my mom's house right now. We're in a period of transition, just yeah, kind of life update. Well, we're moving right now, so it's yeah. been really stressful. A lot of stuff
0: has happened, but we're moving from Oklahoma to El Paso. El Paso. <laughs> and we're excited to be in a bigger place and excited to be Texans. We definitely
1: outgrew Lawton, and so yes. we're... we're going back to we're getting stationed in El Paso again um, so we're going from one really conservative state to another we so. are. <laughs> <laughs> we're I, I just want to move somewhere where I get one tree just a tree you know we had at least we had like we some dead trees in Lawton but now we, I, we're, we're not gonna have nothing. We're going to have rocks in our front yard. Well, I mean, Texas is notorious for having really small trees. El Paso. El Paso, El Paso. I don't even know if they have nothing. trees. I heard there's not even no water in El Paso, so we're going to see. I don't know. Um, but there's a Barnes & Noble.
0: Um, <laughs> um, makes up for it, I guess, the next three years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so there's a Barnes & Noble every day. Um, think of all the trees that got put into that. So <laughs> It's
1: basically a bunch of trees there, technically, a, if you It's really think a about forest, is if a you forest? want to think is about is it Barnes & Noble a forest? <laughs> I don't
0: know. A, uh, a forest of stories oh i'm excited
1: to go back to texas and start voting there again though i want to be a texas voter i, I really want to be a texas voter so um yeah we're, we're headed there um we're not gonna leave just yet we're gonna be at my mom's for a little bit and then we'll head out there um and we'll get coffee and tequila going on a permanent basis i'm excited about it um speaking of kind of texas voting or like yeah i guess we're gonna go into like what's going on in the world this is the new coffee coverage. portion. The coffee portion. We do have coffee. We so, have, if you have coffee. We're at my mom's house. So, like, she has Ray Dunn mugs galore. They're just everywhere. I don't even know if they're in any of the shots. I don't mine think says,
0: out. if you
1: see it, it says feminist. Does it really say feminist? Mine just says coffee. I,
0: I got you coffee. I was looking for tequila. Yeah. But I figure that this is tequila equivalent.
1: Yeah. Well, it's okay. <laughs> 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 I don't know. Yeah. We've got a lot going on here. Um, Putin's war in Ukraine, we don't want to like hit you over the head with opinions, with our opinions and all that, but I do want to kind of touch on what's going on in the world. Putin's war in Ukraine is like a really big issue right now. Like that's, that's pretty, pretty big, pretty big news and it's still ongoing. And you know what I found um, craziest about it is that like, it's really hard to follow it entirely because. Of news sources, New sources are so biased and, and it's really hard to find like a trusted news source that is just sending you the facts. I think that's what I have the biggest problem with. Well, I, I um, think
0: we're in a crazy place where it comes to media and also social media yeah. now where um, people are, we're, we're hearing a lot of points of view from a lot of different ways and a lot of different sources. Mm-hmm. So instead of people getting it from like one news source like CNN or Fox, like they did before. They they get a lot of like firsthand news. And yeah. It's like you have to figure out how you yourself are going to digest this information, or who can basically explain it best to you.
1: Well, I mean, and it's we're in a really interesting time, just in general. I remember, goodness, I remember you know being a kid and and you wait for the six o'clock news or the morning news at you know seven a.m. and that's where you get your news. And it's always all every news source or every news channel is like biased. They have they have a Sort of a political leaning they're falling on, um, and those that, that was really the only way to get your news, right? Like, you know, um, but well, we have
0: what? Well, I mean, I'm just saying, like, nowadays I just get a BBC update, and honestly, I'll go check either TikTok or Twitter to see if, I, if there's any. Oh, don't, don't say that. Th- you th- you no, no, I, I didn't know uh, I'll, I'll go see if there's like any Twitter threads of what somebody who was involved or had first hand account
1: on that. So that's you know? the, okay. So TikTok, Twitter facebook all of these places are places to get news they it, it, absolutely you, you can absolutely we, get yeah. news from this but, but like the, your, it is your responsibility to not just take it and take everything you know for surface value you need to like do your own little research on it and make sure that some of this stuff is true because especially with putin's war in ukraine like there's a lot of misinformation going around regarding that
0: well exactly that yeah. like there was a tiktok recently uh, with a bunch of troops uh, jumping out of planes over a field, yeah, and it it, it was taken as <laughs> you know the Russians jump, jumping out over Ukraine, and yeah, you have to see those TikTok stuff and go verify it yourself or
1: verify it as much as you can. Yeah. Really? Because everybody just thought um, that that TikTok was a, a, a real video or, and it was a real video, but it was like from a long time ago, it had nothing to do with like this conflict that's going on. Um, exactly. And just so how things are framed. And really. well, and there's a lot of people who will just take it, you know, you though know, you can post a video and say it's X, Y, and Z and people will believe that. And they're not going to go and do their own research on it. You know, um, I have to say, I think I used to be one of those people. But just because I think of, you still are one of those people, I am not. We one come of up these with we come up with I some of these not. topics, and he'll tell me all of these facts. He'll start shooting facts at me, and I'll be like, mm, "Don't know about that." that Make a, sure. I say, "Go get your research and bring it to me, Zach." And I he does, it, and he's like, "Actually, I got this part wrong." Well, you know what? Well, well, we'll I think it's completely we'll fine for me it. to just have a conversation with you, yeah, and then we verify stuff together. But on yeah, there, we'll let the we, go commenters verify for us. That'll be fun. That'll be real fun. You know what I do I also find really interesting is that speaking of like social media's involvement in in something like the Putin's war in Ukraine, um, I was thinking about it and it really hit me over the head that imagine if we had seen World War Two through like a TikTok lens and people were making TikTok videos, like posting videos on TikTok about World War Two, or posting videos on YouTube about World War Two. Like what a strange time that we're living in that we see – exactly what's going on over there like through social media and we can see it like it's not in a history book it's not something being told to us it's like we see it you know well, i
0: mean media you know historically has had a huge impact yeah
1: in determining how wars
0: are fought mm. like uh you know you get the propaganda from both sides in the war to get people to you know contribute to the war effort to get people to enlist to get people to work in factories and then, uh, obviously, you know, during the Korean War, during mm-hmm. the Vietnam War, you got a lot of uh, more, you got a lot more journalists who were on site and reporting what was actually happening, and so you had a lot of backlash, yeah. you know, about the wars, and even it, even recently in um, the war that we we you know in Afghanistan and all that stuff in Iraq, yeah, like that all stemmed from obviously a big event, nine eleven, and since and then the framing of that has been a lot more uh, patriotic. So it's been a lot more positive. And it's also been kind of in the background. It became a norm for people
1: until recently. Mm. Have you ever heard of Martha Gilhorn? I think I've tried to make you watch Hemingway and Gilhorn. It was an HBO movie that had like Nicole Kidman in it. She did make me watch it. Okay. So Martha Gilhorn was a, a war correspondent. So she would like go and jet off to all of these wars and these conflicts all around the world and, like, report on it. And now, like, we don't even really need—I mean, I guess we still have wars correspondents. Oh, we do, we yeah, still, definitely. We still We definitely still have those, but, like, anybody can be that now, right? Like, anybody can be a journalist, and anybody can, like, write down what's going on and, and, and report on it and all of that. Um, so it is just a really, really interesting time that we're living in. Uh, bringing kind of back to the U.S., have a, had a couple couple different things going on here that kind of relate to our little community, the LGBT community. Um, Greg Abbott uh, put out this directive. I think it was um, when was that? What date was that? That was February twenty second, twenty twenty two. Let me pull it up. Yeah, he put out this directive, February twenty second, twenty twenty two. Basically, uh, directing state authorities, you know, child protective services uh, to investigate gender-affirming health care. You know, any signs of that? Um, Let's read a little bit of it, right? Everybody, I'm sure, has already been hit over the head with everything it says, but we'll kind of read it just so we we know the exact language. Um, Dear Commissioner Masters, consistent with our correspondence on August 2021, the officer of the Attorney General has, and that is Ken Paxton, um, has now confirmed in the... enclosed opinion that a number of so-called sex change procedures constitute child abuse under existing texas law because the texas department of family and protective services is responsible for protecting children from abuse i hereby direct your agency to conduct a prompt and thorough investigation of any reported instances of these abusive procedures in the state of texas and so this also extends to um any any anything that is is any sort of transition process, so like testosterone, estrogen, um, it, it's extending to all of that. It's also extending to teachers. Um, uh, let me, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Teachers, doctors, nurses. Um, and these these people have to report if they suspect that, you know, they're seeing a child who is, I don't know, their chest is a little bit bigger, a little bit smaller, or they're not dressing, you know, in the, if they suspect that a in child that is, 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 is receiving… Um, gender, gender confirming health affirming health care um, they have to report that and you know we already like teachers for instance we already we, we've we talked about a lot about this your yeah. mom's teacher my, my mom's a teacher in Texas actually Yeah.
0: and we already asked teachers to do so much you know we've had a conversation about you know teaching self defense yeah. you know teachers having weapons in the classroom all of this stuff that we're piling onto teachers meanwhile we all know that teachers are underappreciated and underpaid and now you're adding a another another thing for them to do and a legal consequence if they do not do it yeah if they're
1: not reporting this stuff and somebody else reports it that teacher can get in trouble and like face criminal consequences for that you know and it also extending to the parents who are giving their children this health care i think i think there's there's this opinion that a bunch of 10 year olds are going out and having sex change operations and that's just well it's the fear I think of yeah of what normalizing
0: just having these conversations and just like normalizing trans individuals will do for your kids you know and I I think that's I don't know maybe a decision that needs to be made by family you know by the families
1: not Mm -hmm. really by the state well uh, yeah the children that health care is between the child and their parent. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but so there was a woman also, uh, Amber Briggle. So again, the Texas, uh, attorney general was, was Ken Paxton. And there was a woman named Amber Briggle who a little bit ago had Paxton over to her house and her son is transgender. And now she is under investigation by it. You know, she, was she, after this, she fell under investigation by that. And CPS was called and they had up a whole meeting for it. And I mean, it caused them a lot of stress, but so recently a, uh, A Texas district judge, Amy Clark Meacham from Travis County, um, put a temporary block on this. So she, yeah, she temporarily blocked the directive by Greg Abbott, um, basically saying uh, the court further finds that gender affirming care was not investigated as child abuse by DFPS until after February 22nd, 2022. Uh, And she basically says that the order... Is changing the status quo for transgender children and their families the government governor's uh, directive was given the effect of new law or new agency uh, rule, despite no new legislation regulation or even stated agency policy so she's saying that greg abbott basically does not have the right to do this this is not a law this is not you know legislation like this is not this is him putting out this directive that it's uh, he can't do it okay so ken paxton again texas attorney general then went and and tried to appeal that that appeal was rejected and so now he is saying well he's going to take it to the texas supreme court and that he thinks they're going to win there um because he is saying that yes greg abbott does have this authority to do this so it's it's ongoing it's still going for now it's temporarily blocked um but uh, we will have to keep up and see where this is kind of going Another thing <laughs> in the same sort of light uh that don't say gay bill I know everybody's heard a lot about this one Yes, um, so yes, we definitely have this one I think this one's even been in the news more than than the directive by uh, Greg Abbott I've heard more about this one
0: well it's, a, it's a, I, I think because of the uh with who is involved yeah. and with the public um school walkouts yeah. that I've seen and honestly the, the, those have made me tear up just to see this new generation walking out you know because uh, they want to be seen yeah you know and, and and it's not just uh lgbtq kids but
1: it's their families well i didn't see anybody teachers, from like an elementary school doing know, a walkout i only saw like a, a a college classroom or like a college doing a walkout i, I didn't I saw see a high school. school or anything i saw a high
0: school it was organized by somebody yeah um and they did a whole
1: a, a whole walkout and it was like the it looked like the entire student body obviously it probably mm-hmm. wasn't but well, it it, does, no. it is worth noting that the bill is not called the "Don't Say Gay" bill. This is this has been tacked onto it through media. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's it's <laughs> I don't think it's not accurate though. <laughs> it's basically a "Don't Say Gay" bill, but basically, so the bill is actually called the Parental Rights in Education. Uh, the bill titled "Parental" this is this is by the way from finelaw.com. Uh, it's a little bit, the article's a little bit late. We've had updates since then. The bill, titled Parental Rights in Education, states that lessons about sexual orientation are banned outright from kindergarten through to third grade. It also prohibits lessons in other grades unless they're age-appropriate and developmentally uh, appropriate. The measure would give parents the right to sue school districts. Um, oh, so this is saying that it's awaiting um, Governor Ron DeSantis' signature. This is, but, but this has passed now. This is already passed by now. Um, the bill supporters say it strengthens parental rights by preventing teachers and school uh, staffers from withholding information about gender issues from parents. So, okay, yeah, there's there's a lot here. Um, I <laughs> I, can, I can I it really does frustrate me that. Everything having to do with any sort of LGBTQ rights or any sort of LGBTQ issues always gets tied to being, like, sexually explicit. And a lot of this, the way it's explained in a lot, and if you go through the bill, it's 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 like, you know, when they're saying that, oh my gosh, I don't know what they're doing out there. Age-appropriate and developmentally appropriate. Like, what is inappropriate about saying the word gay or using language or like providing vocabulary about identity. You yes. know, it's not sex. To be able to articulate what how you feel and, and and who you are. What it sounds to me is that we are banning sort of the discussions about identity, right? And that the queer community's identity is sort of othered. And we have already known that. It's always been othered. I was, let's say when I was in second grade, I knew I was gay. I didn't know what it was, but I knew that I had crushes on boys, you know? Um, well, I, I think it also comes from a, a place of
0: fear. Yeah. And as a kid, I think it's easier when you can articulate things to know how you feel, because I mean, as I didn't figure out I was gay for a long time. Yeah. And that didn't mean that I didn't also have crushes on boys and girls. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have crushes or you can have strong feelings and not really understand what those are. Exactly. And for a kid to be able to explore that safely um, and say yeah, I have a crush on Timmy and Kim,
1: you know, I think that's fine I do think that's fine. And you know, we let little girls and little boys say oh little girl has a crush on this little boy Over here and this little boy over here has a crush on this little girl over here. We think that's fine, but What's yeah. wrong with And, it, and
0: it's, it's not just that it's also the conversation about gay families. Yeah. I mean LGBTQ plus families. Yeah, where you know um, Timmy has two dads
1: Or two moms or two parents. So what happens when you get into a classroom and uh, your parent comes for teacher day or for a parent-teacher day or, or, or comes for lunch, you know, one day and... Uh, it's it's two dads, you know, um, and the it's kids. Diaz. And the kids don't under. It's not Jay Diaz. We're never gonna no no <laughs> Diaz. no Jay Diaz. Oh, that would scare all the children. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, no, but what if it's two dads and the kids don't understand, and other kids are asking questions? Are they just not allowed to have, as a teacher, not allowed to have a conversation about that? Well, yeah, Timmy has two dads. That that's a thing that happens, you know. Yes, um,
0: it's 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 strange. This is just a strange. Well, it, story. It's also like normalization because right now. Like, I mean, yeah. forever it's been at, at the, the heterosexual, you know, norm, you know, to have like the, the, the two parent mother and father system and the don't say gay bill seems like it's framing that still as the normal and yeah. that we can't talk about
1: anything that's outside of that. It's very exclusionary. It it, it does feel exclusionary. Um, and I think the big argument is that, like, kids that young don't need to be talking about identity in that sort of way. Well, I don't agree with that because I think that kids need a sort of vocabulary to go along with some of the things that they're feeling, you know. And they need to know that this vocabulary exists, and it exists in a positive light. It's not exist, existing tied to something negative, right? Like, we're allowed to talk about everybody. We're allowed to talk about everybody. We don't have to, you know, um, my identity is not not age appropriate, right? Like that's exactly. weird, man. I don't know. But this game, so this bill is also being tied to Disney. <laughs> <laughs> because as everybody knows, that Disney is a very, they, they have a lot of business. If you don't know, Disney World is in Florida. who who have thunk it?
0: I know. It's, it, it,
1: Crazy. The, the craziness of it. The by craziness. It. But yeah, so Disney has a lot of money tied up in Florida and they are, they have like financially backed like legislators and dissenters and, um so there's there's been a lot of heat on Disney to kind of make a statement and so I think recently um, c e o bob J- J-Pick? J-Pick, yes. um um sent out this like letter to the people working at Disney and Pixar, basically saying, Do you have it pulled up?
0: Yes, a lot of people are saying like this is the, the Ah, uh, the biggest issue he had to deal with for Disney. Yeah, but basically he says said that he met with a lot of the LGBTQ plus leaders. <laughs> L- <laughs> Sorry, the LGBTQ, the L-G disease. <laughs> 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 LGBTQ plus uh, leaders in um, Disney uh, to have a frank conversation about it. Yeah, and he comes out of that saying that uh, he wants to be crystal clear. That, and this is his words, I and the entire leadership team unequivocally stand in support of our LGBTQ+, employees, their families, and their communities. And we are committed to creating a more inclusive company and the world. I understand that, this, that the very need to reiterate that commitment means we still have more work to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, he so far has refused to make an official statement about the don't say gay bill um, because he said that he doesn't Want it to be weaponized on either side, but that when they do the Reimagine Tomorrow Summit in April, uh, he will talk about it more frankly. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to say that the way to combat this is to start making content just to, to be telling well, stories. Yeah. So they
1: said that basically the way to combat this is we need to, we are, we tell stories. We're a Disney, we tell stories. And and we create content, and that's how it's going to. Which I don't end. disagree with. I but. don't disagree. Oh no, not at all, not at all. That's completely right. But then you're disregarding the rest of it, right? So like, um, Pixar. Okay, so this 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 response was put out there. It was like a public letter put out towards. Um, Disney and 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 Bob Chapek and it's signed with pride the LGBTQIA plus employees of Pixar and and their allies. So they basically put out this letter saying, "Yeah, okay." So Disney forever has put out Pride merch, right? They've put out Pride merch. They, I mean, not forever. It's like the last couple years, but they put out Pride merch. But they won't even like tie to put rainbows on stuff. They won't even tie it to like Gay Pride, right? They won't like explicitly say this is like a Pride. Thing. um until like 2021 now they have like a pride pin or something like that so ba- they, basically they're saying it's like you guys can make money off of pride merch but when it comes down to it when we really need you you're not uh um, you're present you're not standing up and you're not like taking an explicit stance so they have a problem that they're not taking an, an explicit stance that disney is not coming straight out and saying hey this is not right we are not taking i heard that <laughs> yes <laughs> stomach is going um and they're saying that but Disney has like all of this all of this pool with legislation. And over in Georgia, you know, they put their foot down and said we're not going to stand for any any discriminatory legislation. And and it, it had an effect on the legislation in Georgia. It just did. And so they're saying you guys have the pool here. You have considerable just not power You have a considerable power. You have the power to sort of change this probably. Um but you're you're wanting to placate both sides is what you're wanting to do. You're not wanting to like rock the boat at all. And they said they go on to further say that you know, you say that it's uh, that we need to combat this with content. Well, whenever we make content that has um, gay, affection. gay affection in it, we get cuts left and right from the higher up saying that no, you have to cut this gay affection out. Right, you have to cut it out. So like we can't even make content that has that shows. All of these groups of people and these other people. In a positive light. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because it's not like we haven't seen um, gay kind of like archetypes in Disney. I mean, we, but a lot of those have actually been villains, you know? Uh, You know, you have Jafar, you have uh, freaking, what is the one with the tentacles? Mm -hmm. What's she called? Ursula you you have Jafar you have Ursula and that's why a lot of gay people love Disney villains but then you even have other ones like uh, somebody was talking about there's always been queer creatives behind the Disney lens yeah Uh, I I read an article by the Atlantic uh, in 2014 that they talk about this they said even classic Disney films featured these archetypes initially mocked by Spears Dumbo comes out and waves his freak flag after hallucinating pink elephants and learning to fly and then Pinocchio reflects queer anxieties since he doesn't know how to act like a real boy, and he thinks performing masculinity through smoking, cursing,
1: and misbehaving will earn his father's love. Yeah. So in this in this letter, they basically say, word for word, we at Pixar have per- personally witnessed beautiful stories full of diverse characters come back from Disney corporate reviews, shaved down to crumbs of what one, what <laughs> <laughs> <but they laughs> what once were, what they once were. Nearly every moment of overtly gay affection is cut at Disney's behest, regardless of when there is protest from both the creative teams and executive leadership at Pixar. Even if creating LGBTQIA plus content was the answer to fixing the discriminatory legislation in the world, we are being barred from creating it. Beyond the inspiring content that we aren't even allowed to create, we require action. So, I think that's pretty fair. I think especially the people who are working there, they're saying, hey... We gotta do something.
0: Let's let's be honest. I think in the last five, maybe six years, we've gotten a
1: little bit more gay content forward and forward. But like, how many times? How many times do we get Disney's first queer character? You know, we get enough for them to cut
0: out, basically. Like for example, when the Star Wars thing came out, like it was a big deal that there was going to be
1: a same-sex kiss, right? Mm -hmm. Um, But so this is another one we have to just keep following. (laughs) This ran a little bit longer than we we are usually going to do our our morning section. But, um, yeah, we're going to take a quick break with our sponsor, and we will be back. Yes. Now it's time to tell you all a little bit about our sponsor for today's episode, Helix Sleep. Helix is a premium mattress and a box company that makes beds to fit your unique sleep style. We've had our Helix mattresses for almost two years now. I love working with Helix. They're actually so great to work with. And... They have the most comfortable beds that you could ever imagine. We, we actually, so we had
0: a queen bed right. and that's our guest bed now. And we have a king. All the guests bed. who
1: come over love it too, though. They all are like, oh, your bed is so comfortable. It, what is it? I'm like, Ooh. and I, 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 put, I put on my uh, salesman thing, and I'm like, yeah, is Helix sleep? And you can get Helix sleep at Helixsleep.com. And <laughs> I was telling my sister this last weekend that she needs to get a Helix bed because they were. You telling her that the, the,
0: the, 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 they're looking for, for and new they come beds. with
1: pillows. Like, you get a Helix bed and you get two fur pillows with it. So we we had our queen. We have a king yes. now. Um, it's all packed up. It's all packed up though. So because we're moving, we had the military move us, and and they packed both of our beds up, and we're sleeping. No our, shade uncle. to my mom's home. Love her home. Love her hospitality. She needs a helix <laughs> mattress. <laughs> she <needs> a helix- <laughs> <laughs> the bed is so uncomfortable, and it's so tawny now. I noticed that. I, like sleeping it takes
0: me forever to
1: get to sleep. I'm yeah, like, why? it takes. Brendo like seems like he's so, so tawny, and he takes up so much room. Yes crazy Um, but we love our helix mattress so much and i cannot wait to get into our new apartment and get the helix mattress back and we are gonna set it up and i just i'm so excited about it because that's probably what i'm most excited i get the best sleep on our helix mattress
0: well because like i'm excited about getting to the apartment getting our stuff in there
1: and going to bed (laughs) helix knows that everybody is different and everybody has their own unique needs and so they've made a sleep quiz that'll match you with your perfect mattress based on your needs. I am an all-over sleeper. is more of a side sleeper. He likes a firm mattress. I like, uh, you know, more medium. We took the quiz together and we got the midnight mattress and that mattress, let me tell you, is something. And one of the best parts about Helix is that they deliver the mattress right to your door for free. It comes rolled up in a box and is super easy to set up yourself. And if it makes you nervous to buy something online that you haven't tried, Helix has a 100-night sleep trial, so you get more than three months to make sure that you absolutely love it. And if you don't, they'll pick it up for you and you'll get a full refund. If you or somebody you know is looking to swap up your mattress and go, you, you're, you're looking for a new mattress, you're in the market, uh, you can go to helixsleep.com slash and you can get up to $200 off of your mattress and two free pillows. Also, check that, that description box below for the link you can just go down there super easy click it and it'll take you to your helix uh the helix sleep website you can take your sleep quiz and find the perfect mattress that's for you tell me about some entertainment that you used to have to as a young little gay boy have to project onto or like assign your own sort of representation to okay so this is a good question Mine so I think A good me, question he has never thought of. It. Like <laughs> I mean, he's like trying to act like it's all off the cuff. He's like, <laughs> let me pull this out of the top of my head real quick. <laughs> like I didn't write some bucket notes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: but uh, okay so, so when I think of that question for me, I think that uh that the one media I think I've related to the most and actually made my entire personality when I was a kid mm. was Buffy. Yeah. And there's good
1: representation
0: in Buffy though. Like there
1: there is There is.
0: Yeah. But like I think it's like how, how how do you project yourself yeah. and it doesn't doesn't necessarily mean that i need to project myself in a i don't know like a what could be seen as a, a gay space mm. you know so as how a, do you as project yourself in. but um i think I, I connected to buffy and the scoobies uh because they were ordinary teenagers yeah but who also at night were like demon hunters and slayers and witches and stuff and i thought that was really cool and i related to to that because i was an everyday boy i consider myself an everyday boy but slayer but not <laughs> there's like something inside of me that <laughs> that, that i don't think any, anybody else had and so i think that's why a lot of queer pen people tend to gravitate towards like fantasy stories huh. or superhero stories because they're ordinary people who have something extraordinary about them
1: oh, that does happen a lot we we do tend to like go for the the ass kickers i of know the of the action and Fantasy genres and
0: which is funny because, like, uh, besides Buffy, you know, usually in the like superhero world and the fantasy world, you don't see a lot of gays, which is crazy because you can have super powered beings and monsters, yeah. but you can't have gays. But otherwise, I think more recently, I think
1: more like the ten, last 10, I mean, but, like, years? did you ever, like, like watch something, I don't know, a TV show or a movie or something like that, and you, like, kind of made the characters gay in your head or you wanted the boys to kiss? I never did this with girls. I never, ever saw – there's a lot of people with Buffy, speaking of, that, like, ship Buffy and Faith and, like, have this whole, like, history yeah. with them about being – you know, they, they kind of assign that. Um, I've never done that with women. I guess it's because I'm a gay man, but I've done that with, with guys in movies, you know? Well,
0: um, if, if we're talking about the Buffy space, I've definitely done that with Angel and Spike. Yeah. Oh, um, everybody has. I mean, yeah. I, they've even
1: said that they've probably fucked in that.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. they said an Angel that they that they, that they did something. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'd say more recently in the last like 10, 12, 13 years. Yeah. It's been Stucky for me. Uh, it's, it's, of course. That, I'm, here's, I'm sorry, guys. we on another I'm a big <laughs> Stucky stan. I even made a video of it for my channel, Alistair Reviews It, on YouTube. And I do think that Stucky was in part engineered by straight Marvel to bring gay dollars into cinema. Okay. I do. I, I think the, the Russo brothers... Um, I, I don't think that the intention... Was necess- I think the, the intention was a close buddy friendship, yeah. but also we can also get this out of it. I think they leaned into it a bit, uh, and, and, and they knew that they were queer, queer bit baiting but I, I love them, and in my head, they're real, and so for Endgame, when they didn't get their Endgame, I was upset by that. You know Peggy knows. Her name is Peggy. We know that her
1: name is Peggy. Peggy. <laughs> we knew that they were gonna do that, though. That we knew that when we were never gonna get anything like that. Um, I don't know. I remember watching like Batman and Robin that movie with Poison yes. Ivy and all that, and I remember being like, oh, "Batman and Robin, they—I want them to kiss. No, <laughs> they, 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 they look so good together, yeah. the,
0: the, the nipples." Uh, so that, I mean, that
1: movie is the gay awakening for a lot of people. It really is. It <laughs> it, it, it definitely is. Um, what other movies? What other movies? I I really liked. Um, Mostly every Tom Hardy movie I ever watch, I I just want him to be gay with whoever he's with. Um, And there's a movie that he's in called Warrior. That's one of my favorite movies ever. Like, gotta be top five favorite movies. Um, And... Uh, his brother in that movie. I'm not. I'm not shipping him and his brother. <laughs> That's not where I'm going. But his brother in the movie is, is brothers uh, to lovers. Is uh, <laughs> <it's disgusting. laughs> Brothers to lovers. We make that joke a lot because it's it's a horrible joke. We, you'll never get it. Nobody will ever get it. I think we heard somebody. If, if say... If you're bro- on book talk a lot, we heard I feel like somebody I don't, I don't get say bro- brothers to lovers on accident. <laughs> just like snuggling this. Um, no, but warriors. So his brother in it. Um, God, I'm forgetting his whole name. Let me, I need to look it up. But um, his coach, his brother's coach is Frank Grillo. Um, and he is um famous, famous actor. So I don't know Frank how I'm Grillo?
0: forgetting it. No. Um, well, I mean, I, I feel like Frank Grillo was Steve's uh, side piece in the Captain America movies. True. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Probably. <laughs> that,
1: that, that, that's my thought. And then like Joel Edgerton. I don't know why I forgot his name, but yes, him and his coach um – I, I kind of shipped them too. I used to ship them a lot. That was like a 2011 one. And then there's a, a 2012 movie, another Tom Hardy movie called This Means War. And that one, ooh, ooh, that, that one had makes me so angry every single time I think about it because I think I even did a YouTube video about it one time because they are so clearly together. And it makes me so angry that they. Especially are like, with that, that cutscene that they had. There's two deleted endings. They So they went with like every single ending they could have done. Um, so we'll talk about that real quick. Mm.
0: Oh, also, like even before we talk about that, real quick, I have not continued Supernatural past season five because I do not believe that it should have run the arc past that. But I do know that they baited the entire fandom for like the rest of the series. Yeah, and I, I and they were I, really him? Yep, no, they did. They had a conversation okay. whether they should make Dean and Castiel together, like an actual conversation, and uh, instead at the end they kind of gave like a half baked. Like, conclusion. Where uh, this means war. <laughs> this means war,
1: yeah. So the, um, the, the ending is basically so, um, Tom Hardy and and Chris Pine are like super spies that are trying to win the heart of Reese Witherspoon. And at the end, there's like a car barreling towards all of them, and, and they're both on either side, and Reese Witherspoon's in the middle, and it's like, who is going to save Reese? Who is going to win her heart? Um, and in the movie, I don't even remember. In the movie, it's Chris Pine. Chris Pine wins her. Um, but there's a deleted scene and this makes me so angry where um, Reese with-, with the dust clears and Reese Witherspoon is on one side by herself. And Tom Hardy and Chris Pond are on the other side. So they clearly thought of this. They thought yes. of it. And the whole movie is pretty much like them both like beating each other to win Reese when and it feels so much more like they are trying to they're jealous of each other giving affection to Reese Witherspoon. So they're going at each other, trying to get the affection of the other, you know, and they have this really close bond and they, they have known each other for so long and they, it's almost like their family. Um, I feel like this would make such a good romance book. Fucking this would have made a great romance movie. This would have made a great action adventure rom-com. Where is just it? For, the guys, for I, the guys. I need this means war too. For the boys. Um, and it just, like, fits. It fits. That whole story fits. I watched the whole story, and it just makes so much sense to me. And it just feels like that idea was in Filmmaker's Head. And, like, it either came from the Filmmakers or, like, the higher-ups or somebody. But that idea was kind of cut down because they made a fucking uh, they would do the alternate ending for it.
0: They, well, they were did, there.
1: You, you did a video on it, didn't you? I did, yeah. I mean, I... <laughs> this is this is the, that was one video that i got a lot of like everything doesn't have to be gay <laughs> well, then everything doesn't have to be
0: straight <laughs> either You don't have to
1: be straight either you won't l- go
0: l- l- like i feel like we've gotten backlash on yeah. a lot of those things like why do things have to be gay why do you have to bring sexuality into this there's a why there's, is everything gay nowadays can we have just
1: close male relationships always backlash with stuff like that right like queer people are not allowed to project their own identities onto mm-hmm. non-queer media because without any sort of backlash you know the backlash will come with that um and this is one
0: thing i mentioned in the stucky uh video that i did is that i think it's completely valid for straight people to see that them as two really close best friend relationships yeah. and me see them as soulmates well i think I, that's it right it's like yeah. it's,
1: it's, it's, it's it's entertainment and fucking opinions everybody's got one it's, it's not, not like we everybody's have other gays yeah. to like look towards we, you know we are allowed. To, we have faster. Style. We're allowed to see the characters however we want. You know, the characters is subjective. That I can I can see them however I want, and you don't have to see them that same way. Yes, exactly. And then, well, it it because I
0: agree that we need more close male friendships mm-hmm. in media. Because honestly, like males are put, men are put into such a box into such a like a, a non emotional box where they we're you know we need to be able to you know have close friendships but that's also yeah. doesn't mean that we can't have also
1: close relationships well and also like let people because we do have like a lack of a backlog of like you know queer representation let queer people fucking identify with however they how, you know the content however they want to um i'm actually going to pull up a tweet there was a tweet by um my friend adam sass i'm gonna call him my friend um that says, being gay means watching one painfully obvious gay allegory after another, and then being told by the creative team they don't know what you're talking about, but it's cute, slash, misguided, slash, oppressive, slash, toxic that you chose to see it that way. So, yep. I think that's pretty on the nose. It, it, yeah.
0: it, 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 and I, I think that's particularly true for um, Disney media. Yeah. You know, you have Frozen, you have Luca. You know,
1: stuff that... Can- oh, Disney does it all the time. It's because there's fucking queers working at Disney, and they make the content, you know? Like exactly. Like, they, they fucking do that, but it's, it's cut down at the damn knees. Fucking Frozen. Frozen. Okay. We're not... Like, until recently, Luke, I think, you know, kind of beat it, but Frozen was, like, very painful. Oh, like, obviously. Yes. A gay allegory, you know, it was her coming out and her being herself. And we waited so long between Frozen and Frozen 2, and we had so much conversation about that. That conversation never stopped about Elsa being a lesbian or gay or bi, however you want to put it, um, queer. And they, and they never and committed then-
0: and we get Frozen
1: doing nothing. <laughs> we get nothing. But, but I'm not, glad
0: that they didn't, like, kind of backlash, I mean, backtrack on that and yeah. be like, oh, let's make her, give her a boyfriend now But they just keep her, something. they
1: keep her just like, she doesn't get a romance. She doesn't get a Disney princess romance, right? And they'd rather say, oh, well, she's a strong, independent woman. That's a cop-out. Okay. Everybody else gets a romance. They always get a romance. Um, and... We're just not giving Elsa a romance because it would have to be a girl. And I think they know that. And I think they know that if they gave Elsa a boyfriend, the hell would break loose. It would be something would be because that's not Elsa. And we all know it. Um, well, also like the representation
0: we have seen, um, from Disney. Let, let's talk about like Fastos, for yeah. example, uh, Fastos, he, he's, he's married. I was happy with kid, that representation. So it, no, I was too, but I, I, I think Disney, and I think it's fine, especially for now. Um, because a lot of people like to see gay representation in terms of a family dynamic yeah you know and uh but i mean gays come in all these different kinds of flavors but let's also be you know let's also recognize that disney does tend to also tokenize, I think.
1: And um, I think there's the also gay, gay this community. kind of, there's this there's this idea that gay entertainment, gay media, gay queer media, let's say, I, I keep saying gay because I'm a gay man, but like queer media yes. in general has to be this Ultra dramatic, hypersexualized like content, right? Like you get the broke back Mountain, or you get like Call Me By Your Name, Call Me By Your Name, Moonlight. Moonlight. Like, those are the those that's that's the content we can have, right? We can get the the Oscar contenders, which but, fine, where, fine. Where's our rom-coms? But where's Elsa with the damn girlfriend? We're not expecting to see Elsa go on screen and yeah. fuck a girl, you know. She's not. We're not we're not looking yeah. for that. We're wanting to see a cute little like rela- you know, cute little flirting with some other princess on the other side of the you know however um
0: well like disney did a disney short uh a gay disney short and it was a huge deal i watched it. it was very 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 cute i think it was from pixar too uh, it's available on disney plus yeah and i loved that that was like available but it's, uh, i think right now they're there's a fear of losing i mean they're obviously they've Tokenized slash uh, coded queer characters yeah. in media, partially I believe, to bring gay dollars into cinema, but they're afraid of losing conservative slash foreign dollars if they go the
1: entire. I mean, life. that foreign market is huge, man. So, like, yeah. I, I get it. I get that that's their big worry here. I mean, we laws lost Russia, um, but
0: but the stuff you can cut out right now, like you you can cut out, you know. Well, Loki we basically saying we he's talking, bi. We were
1: talking about the Star Wars, right? With the Star Wars sequel trilogy, I I think everybody could see, or I think most people could. This is again where the comments come in. It's like not everything's gay, <laughs> <laughs> um, but some relationships just develop, and you can see the develop the the development of it. Get down, like Poe and Finn. Yes, and I think even those actors saw it, and even um, Oscar Isaac came out and said, "Yeah, that was a natural progression. I saw it. I wish they would have just gone with it and like gave them a little romance again." Yes, I think there's this idea that we need to see. Any queer characters like explicitly fucking uh, no, it, it, and you don't have to like. They're so, like time and place for everything, right? Like in this Star Wars, you're not seeing that from anybody. So why would you see that from a queer couple? You know, it's not. We're not asking for that. We're asking for like cute little flirtations, kissing. Well, I, I, embracing.
0: I, I think you you see that a lot where. Um you know, you write characters, you as a creator, you write characters, and then you have the actors who portray the yeah. characters. But they also change who the characters are. Like yeah. like you said, here I'm looking at, at a Looper article from uh, January of yeah. 2022. According to Oscar Isaac, both he and John Boyega played up the potential of the char- characters to to have a romantic relationship. Like he even uh, took, John Boyega was wearing his uh um, jacket the entire time, which is like such a relationship. It's thing like to a do. Letterman's jacket. It's so <laughs> yeah. cute. Like it's cute, but and it's, we're not
1: allowed to see that. We're not allowed to like.
0: Yeah, and, it, well, and the actors but, play it up, yeah. like Chris Evans and Sebastian Stan. Actors play it up. always do this shit, and it yeah. like
1: gets everybody's hopes up. And we, I understand that it shouldn't because it's not coming from like the people who are creating this content, right? It's coming from the actors who are like on we're social media the saying it, and they're like cultivating likes, you know.
0: Um, well, they're cultivating likes, but also like they get people. To one like them, yeah. two, buy their merch, you know, like uh, y- y- you start falling in love with characters because you can, you you can see who they are, and you
1: see the character and the actor kind of represent each other. Unless it's Falcon Winter Soldier, Anthony yes. Mackie does not want y'all thinking that Bucky and and and, and... <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are not hooking.
0: And then, uh, the, yeah, Anthony Mackie was very much. No I was disappointed
1: that. with Anthony Mackie's. I actually have that pulled up he, too. He, I'm gonna he, read he, his his little statement. He,
0: he, he was very firm, um, about that. And he's played a gay character. Like he's not like and it doesn't seem like he's anti-gay. It doesn't it, seem like he's anti-gay, but it seemed like he was again upset with the idea that you couldn't have close male friendships. Yeah, which is is a
1: conversation that could be. Okay, let's read it. Uh, ah so so many things are twisted and convoluted there's so many things that people latch on to with their own devices to make themselves relevant and rational the idea of two guys being friends and loving each other in 2021 is a problem because the exploitation of homosexuality it used to be guys could be friends we can hang out and it was cool you could always meet your friends at the bar you know you can't do it anymore Because something as pure and beautiful as homosexuality has been exploited by people who are trying to rationalize themselves. So something that's always been very important to me is showing a sensitive masculine figure. There's nothing more masculine than being a superhero and flying around and beating people up. But there's nothing more sensitive than having emotional conversations and a kindred spirit uh, friendship with somebody that you just care about and love. So let me tell you, if we have any uh, straight guy
0: listeners out there, yeah. if you're afraid <laughs> to go it. to a bar and hang out with your buddies because you think
1: that might make you gay, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> This is Falcon and the Winter Soldier. This is a piece of entertainment. It's entertainment. Like He didn't need to say this because it's, it's like subjective from person to person. If I want to yeah. see them as like having a flirty kind of relationship, that's fine. If you, Anthony Mackie, are playing him as a straight guy— and, and don't have that in your mind, that's fine. Yes. Like, that's how it's going to be anyway. We all know it. That's how it's going to be. They're not going to kiss. Um, but if yeah. I see them rolling around together and I want to feel like butterflies in my stomach over that, exactly, that's my fucking prerogative, it, it, you know?
0: If, if, if we if if we ship characters, it doesn't mean that they're canonically shipped. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It, 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 that doesn't necessarily mean it's canon. And uh, look, i know those directors and uh, a lot of those camera people know what they're doing at certain points and it 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 makes it funny like even through time like uh through representation we've had uh, whenever we've had gay moments between two guys it's always been comedy (laughs) it's the gays you know it's always been comedy but it's like nice to see that i i again, think that we should have more close male friendships, Mm. you know?
1: Well, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And And those just need to be portrayed. Just, just portray them. Just go ahead and put them out there. And if a queer person takes it as like two guys with a budding relationship and flirting, that's fine. And then all the straight guys can think of it as a bro relationship. And like literally it does not, it doesn't harm the other one opinion doesn't harm the other, you know, like everybody can see it just the way they I want mean, okay, to.
0: They both sides just want to see a close male friendship, yeah. <laughs> a well, close male so relationship. Luca
1: was another one, but there was a lot of backlash over Luca and people and people seeing. See, there's always backlash of, of people, uh, there's always backlash from people who see queer people relating to a piece of entertainment, right? So, like, because the trailer came people out, people like immediately latched onto Luca, and we were like. It was like from the trailer. We're that's, like, oh my gosh, are they really having? That's a little having-? gay. That's a little gay. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, but, but 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 then the director
0: came out like immediately saying, yeah. no, I really wanted to make this piece specifically of a time before people had boyfriends and girlfriends. Did that director say yes. that? Yes. Okay. Before and you're people. You're confident with that. I am okay.
1: absolutely confident in that. Um. Yeah, and there was a, a certain degree degree of backlash because, like, some of us found the allegory of queerness in that film, and and it, but it was there. It was like two sea coming monsters. out of the water. One of them was more comfortable with himself, and the other one wasn't. And his parents were gonna send him to live with what his uncle to go like basically convert him. Um, there's like conversion, so, and out, because they were curious about the outside. Yeah, you know? and. They, you know, he finally comes out. There's a big coming out scene in that yes. movie. And we're not supposed to see, like, you. we're really not supposed to. And there's a lot of commentary about it. It was like, but it's a kid's movie. And again, people think we're hypersexualizing it. Nobody's yeah. looking at that movie and it's like, oh, I'm seeing sex. No, we're not talking about sex. We're talking about identity and we're talking about these kids. It's a kid's movie. We're talking about these kids finding their own identity and... And that doesn't always have to include sex. Well, it's also like a, a, we we connect
0: with that. We we can watch you and I as as, as gay men can watch that and really connect with the story. And I'm pretty sure I cried <laughs> when I watched oh, it. yeah, I did too. I, mean, I got <laughs> so, misty You got you were bawling. He bawled about I,
1: every movie we watched. I almost want to cry <laughs> talking about it um, because it was a really good one. It was a really good um, allegory for that, and 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 it like spoke to a lot of queer people because we all experienced that. Most of us, right? Like that was so real and relatable. And well, I I remember being so freaking starved, yeah, for
0: gay representation that. There was this British show called the Holly yeah. Oaks Show and I, I I watched every YouTube video of all of uh, of every single one of their their gay characters and I don't know I, I just wanted yeah. to see gay. I wanted to 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 see if it was normal when do you, you think know? how
1: old do you think you were when you started like really wishing that there were gay people or like you were seeing like a gay a relationship in a movie or something like when do you remember seeing that because I don't even I, think that I, I, I really I, wanted that for a long time.
0: I think I wanted that. I don't think I could uh, verbalize yeah, wanting that. Yeah. You know, like I, 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 I was looking I for it that. subconsciously, you know, and framing it in my mind subconsciously. Yeah. But I don't think I could say that I was looking,
1: looking for that until I was 20 years old. Because then I would gravitate towards like the the B movies, right? There was one called like, oh my gosh, it was like. The Mullers, Welcome to the Mueller's. Mullers. Yes. Do you remember that one? Yes. And or was it The was Mulligans? Such, Mulligans, something the like Mulligans, that. The Mulligans, yeah. It was so cheesy. It was like such a bad movie. Well, <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it was weird too. But like I gravitated to it and I was so interested in it and I would like yeah. to look for things like that because well, that's what you do. You know? I've
0: actually watched so much foreign queer cinema because I wanted more uh, representation, they're all really good. And they're I, I all super a lot good. With you. I've yes. watched a lot. Like cross currents is super good. Uh remember I, I had you watch, I think it was that Portuguese movie yeah. with the blind kid. And yeah. that was super is, sweet. What is that
1: called? I don't remember. Uh I do not remember what uh, it's called. But it's really good. It was <laughs> good. I think that's one of the first things like we did. I think I'm making a video about like my top gay films and and um we you suggested a lot of them to me and we went and we had like a movie marathon. thought uh,
0: br- I used br- br- to go I used to the go The Way He Looks The it's Way, he,
1: way looks. he Looks so I used to go to um, a, my laptop was broke when I knew Alistair when I first met him and so I used to walk my ass down the street too. And I'd pick up a, a Dr. Beber and some gummy worms on the way. And I'd walk to the computer lab um, in my neighborhood and I'd sit in the computer lab and put him on, on FaceTime. And we'd watch movies together. And we watched a lot of these over, over FaceTime and people would be behind me just looking at me. Cause they yeah. well, <laughs> just be in there every day hanging out.
0: And if you're looking for yeah. a really sweet coming of age, gay movie, that's not sexualized. I'd yeah. say the way he looks
1: is a good one, but there's also nothing wrong with like things that are sexualized. It's just I, like, well, there. Are, I'm talking like, about like, I think, I think teenagers. Teenagers creators understand time and place for like a movie to include a sex scene right and we're not looking for like that movie like luca to include a sex scene we're not looking for that you know it's just um we you guys figured it out with all the straight people you're not putting like you know straight sex in 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 kids movies we're not asking for that we're asking for the same things right we're like, like a romantic comedy about two no. spies who just love each other and <laughs> we're, do, 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 we're definitely not a- a- asking for straight sex you figured in it marvel out. movies you figured it out with straight entertainment just like figure it out with gay Do the exact same thing maybe i don't know we don't always need a, a sad you know aids storyline not that 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 there's that, nothing that, that, wrong with it. Those are, stories aren't valid, but I, we don't need yeah. that all the time. That's not the only story we're lying. I mean, just Love Simon was really good. I know it included like a like a coming out and like it was a coming out story. I I loved love Love Simon. I love Simon. Was too. great. It was a great yes. movie. It made like sixty-six million dollars. Let's do you, how, how much? I actually have this written down. Um. Well, Marry Me, Jennifer Lopez's Marry Me made, and, and like, you know, we got to keep in mind factors still. Like, Marry Me's put out during the pandemic or, mm-hmm. or you know, during the height of, uh, around COVID time. And it hasn't been as out as long as Love, Simon. But Love, Simon made $66.3 million and on, a, on, like, a 10 to $17 million budget. And Marry Me made $48.7 million on a $23 million budget, like— the numbers are there. Love Simon, although I did look it up because I was like, because I know that Overboard came out. Do you remember that one with yes. Anna Ferris? I was like, that had to have made less than Love Simon. That made like $90 million. Oh, did Who it? Who the hell went to see Overboard? I don't know anybody <laughs> Anna Ferris, <laughs> $100 I, I, million. I, I, still,
0: I still haven't seen it either. Yeah. But I, I think it's because I saw myself in Love Simon, but I think one of the biggest criticisms I saw from uh, queer people about Love Simon is that it wasn't. It it, it didn't really express their experience. Yeah, and I think that also talks. Oh, it did mine. I was. I was. Yeah. I was saying it. It did ours, but that doesn't mean it. it, it, it it, it, it There's so many stories out there. That's how. That's what I'm saying. There's There's so many gay stories out there, queer stories out there. You know that
1: can still be experienced. That's why you have to make more entertainment so that more people can identify to, Like the variety of shades. And it doesn't know, always of have to be a coming out story. Out there. Yeah, it doesn't always have to be a coming out story. It, does, it, oh. it, it literally just give us a rom com or something like something I would, nice, something I just easy. Want more we've, we've been getting a lot of gay Christmas movies. They're allowing gay yes. to have Christmas movies I, now. I, I watched Dashing <laughs> in
0: December. That was really good. I hated um, it. I, I, I hated the, it. I think there was also a an actual rom com. I think for like ABC Family with one of the current actors from Grey's Anatomy yeah. that I watched. It was okay. Um but I'm uh, i di- I'm, I'm waiting for the big ones. I'm we're wa- just gonna
1: be getting you for the next five years we'll get gay Christmas movies every year. That's that's the extent of what we're I'm actually right super now. excited for my hallmark okay gay Christmas the, movies. I'll take the gay Christmas movies. Clea Duvall do another um happiest season two. I'd like it. Like to see yeah. it. Um Oh I wanna do a happiest season two and uh d- 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 I focus on the the uh, Levy's character. Yeah. David, David uh, Levy's? Maybe. Maybe. I, you know, I they. Shits Creek needs to do like a Christmas special. That would be They should be do amazing. a really cool Christmas special where like David's like hosting Christmas See? at his house. Or Good representation like there right there. There you go. There you go.
0: And that's the thing is like when you put queer people, you know, on on the writer's table, you know, behind the camera directing. Yeah. You
1: know, you you do get seen. We're gonna tell we're gonna tell stories. You know, we're gonna we're gonna do that. And there's just so many different stories that can be told, and not everything has to include sex. And then some things can very well include sex because there's nothing wrong with seeing sex, right? There's nothing wrong with seeing queer people fuck. But like, time and place for everything. There's a time and place for a romance story. There's a time and place for a horror story. There's a time and place for, you know anything um you figured again you figured it out with straight people just like figure it out with us too. i mean there was a time and place for stucky but that didn't happen just never happened We <laughs> have to get over it okay he's Steve's getting pegged <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah speaking back to love simon love simon like uh the way he got kind of outed was kind of the way i got out is so i was like oh i saw myself in that because my friends um I, I had this friend group in college that I had since I like got to college, and um, one of them, somebody had, like had messages up from my boyfriend. I was texting my boyfriend, and I, I left my phone open, and somebody ex-boyfriend um, took screenshots of it and sent it to himself and shared it around with everybody. That's so how I got out of it. So it was Love like, Simon. I was like, hmm, interesting. It, I see it, that. It, it,
0: it, it, now I'm having flashbacks to Love Simon and her, his friends having the audacity to be angry at him.
1: Uh, to, like, everybody <laughs> shunned him at that moment. We can't yeah, have a I was love like, Simon conversation. Right now. We'll save that. We'll save that. But, yeah. Um, I mean, why do we not? We should do an episode about queer films. Yeah. yeah. I think the big question is why do queer people project, have to project onto non-queer media? Why do they have to project themselves onto non-queer media? It's because we don't have the media for ourselves. We don't mm-hmm. have the entertainment for ourselves. And, it,
0: and, and that's not to say that we haven't tried. I mean, there's studios. There's Wolf Studio. There's yeah. Logo. You know, uh, we're, we're trying to put it out there.
1: We're, we're, we're trying well, to be and, seen and like queer people need to put their money into stuff like that right like if something like that does come out go see it you know back go it with your it. dollars it's the best yeah. way to vote yep Think so. so but um mm. I don't know it's it still was you know Fun as a kid to fun picture Batman and Robin together. I would have liked to see a little kiss or something, you know. He's like, whenever he took off his his like lip, tongue, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's that's, hot. that's him blocking himself from kissing a woman. Okay, yes. he was ready. He, he said, said it's else. not straight guys. These, these lips are only for a man. We we ignore Alicia Silverstone in that one. Okay, she. Ruins, no, I, I still like she, her. No, I, I do too, but she she ruins the gay fantasy for me. Why? <laughs> because she's there. It's like, what are you doing? I
0: feel like you know, they I don't, don't like even that. pair. So. Uh, Talking about Batman and Robin, since we're on the um, yeah, on the subject, it was directed by Joel Schumacher, who is a gay filmmaker. Is he Maker. gay? Yes. Well, he he's passed away, but yes, he he's he, he's gay, mm. and so I think that's why we got such a good campiness yeah. out of that thing, and where we can queer code and know that a queer person like actually like helped put those characters on screen
1: he wasn't laying it on subtle it was it was pretty it was there
0: well i mean his whole thing was like he wanted it to be like greek god adonis's like uh
1: like the the way it was framed listen i might put the actors in those suits too you know give me a tom hardy one (laughs) we'll just be batman and robin for halloween oh goodness we have a lot of characters Billy and Stu. We could be Billy and Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh.
0: Or, oh, oh, my gosh. Do you remember um, Dude, Where's My Car? Yeah. You have, you ever, have you watched it? Yeah. So there's a kish between Ashton Kutcher. I never forget the other actor. And I was like, yeah. that was the first time. And I had that film. I remember I showed all my cousins that film. And I was like, I can't believe they're doing this. It's so this crazy. wild. I can't believe so crazy. it. Make everybody see it. Yeah, they, they went all for it, too. Oh, and Joel Schumacher also... Directed The Lost Boys. And if you've seen The Lost Boys, also very gay, 87, super gay. Homoerotic. Homoeroticism
1: so. permeates media. And The Phantom of the Opera. I love The Phantom of the Opera. I do too.
0: I wanted. I think it's just gay, it's not gay. I. That's <laughs>
1: another one The Phantom of the Opera one with Gerard Butler. I wanted him. <laughs> And the other guy, I wanted the girl to get out of the way. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, go, sister, get away from here. Go over there. You, you, these these boys are fighting, and they ruined a kiss afterwards.
0: The Phantom of the Opera is here. Yeah,
1: inside your mind. I used to I used to picture that, and I'd be like, because because <laughs> clearly, I think a big criticism for the Phantom of the Opera was that they take off Gerard Butler's mask, and like, he's really not that. He, he's He's like hardly deformed. Yeah. And his like the goal is like to make him like everybody reacts like he's like I don't know, like really, really deformed. Um but like my my little gay mind was like, Oh, I will love you anyway. Yes. It's okay, I'll take your mask off and I'll love you myself and everybody else can go away and I don't know. No, it was a it, it was a good film. I I loved it. And I loved the Lost Boys. And also, another one, the Mummy. Okay, I I do like Rick and and Evie though. I do love them. I think they are the, a perfect like adventure couple. Yes. If Evie wasn't there, I kind of like Rick with the Mummy. Oh, with the Mummy, <laughs> I was like with the brother or or, the mummy. or um, who's the one guy? I forgot his name. The brother who always shows up. No, not the brother. The other guy who always shows up.
0: Oh yes, Tattoos long hair. Face. Yeah uh uh, coal eyes yes yes that would
1: have been a nice one too yeah that was everybody was just hot in that movie oh everybody's hot in those movies yeah yeah Yeah. they did a good job casting on that one (laughs) it it, it kind of
0: makes me miss late 90s early 2000s movies
1: Fucking. Uh, I wish we could get those with gays. Brendan Fraser, man. Oh, dripping in sex appeal. Just yes, he was great. I loved him as as Rick O'Connell. Um Okay, so we're gonna kind of wrap it up here. Uh, what were your I don't know, as, as growing up? What what entertainment did you have to project yourself project onto until. your identity onto and like? What couple did you ship that wasn't actually a couple? I guess we'll throw two questions out there. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. So again, March 28th, we're going to be starting Coffee and Tequila. Full throttle. We're going to be covering Anna Anderson, the imposter of Anastasia. We're going to be covering Sybil. We're going to be covering horror stories. We're going to be covering.
0: We're going to be covering films. We're going to be celebrity memoirs, pop culture. Yeah, we're going to cover. I
1: really want to cover Jessica Simpson's book. I, I like really want to cover that one. And then we. I just. I have a Marlon Brando book too that I really want to cover. So I want to go through like all of Marlon Brando's sex sexcapades. A lot of his stuff that he's going to be leading is going to be like memoir based. Marlon Brando has fucked everybody. So that's one that I'm. Very interested in talking about and covering. So um, yeah, stay tuned for all of that. Make sure you go over to the A C B bonus features channel and subscribe. Okay, and we will see y'all next time. I knew you. you I was about to say adios, it. gentle viewers. I was about to say that. <laughs> but uh, what is our out We don't even have a night right yet. Well, I didn't. We have one before. I don't know. I don't remember. Well, yet. goodbye. This is my super Good night show.
0: and good times. Good night,
1: and we'll see you in the morning. Oh, what about cheers? <laughs> cheers. The, cre- the creative genius I'm working out with is a, a cheers. Cheers. Never heard before. Completely fresh. We don't have to touch our coffees to the table. That's. <laughs> <laughs>